This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun, and we might actually learn something along the way. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Hello, Dave. Hi, Ian. We're doing the after show thing again. We're doing it at night. Oh, it is night. It is late. I am up way past my bedtime. You are. I'm probably going to slur my speech a lot. Yep. 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 That's what happens. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, this is Team Clearcoat. We're an automotive podcast. This is an after show for a show that we record. You shouldn't listen to this first. You should listen to the show first. Yes. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about the things that we talked about, but also not cars whatsoever. Exactly. Probably. probably. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. But but, but officially, no. Ian, first of all, I like that episode that we just laid down. Um, I agree. I think that could be like one of the episodes that we point people to as to an, a good example of what we are and what we do. I will say that it did have a couple of things that are canon now, which okay. are, which are, uh, and most of them came out of your face. <laughs> uh, what was it? All, all road, road milk, milk silence. silence. Uh huh. Which for context, just listen to the episode. All road milk <laughs> silence though is just the greatest string of words ever. And also a delicate bit of fuckery. A delicate bit of fuckery. I said on the on the podcast that I on our main show that I wanted that embroidered on a pillow, and I stand by that. <laughs> I do want that embroidered in a pillow. Okay, all right. I'll see if I can find somebody on the internet. That I know I have a, I have a friend who does embroidery. Oh, really? Stuff, and nice. I'm going to ask him to embroider that. For nice. Me. That yes. would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and then also, and this this is a, a thing that I think we're gonna. Bring up from time to time from yeah. now on. Okay. The idea that if if you are a captive spouse or significant other mm-hmm. or otherwise is, are a person who is being forced to listen to this yeah. by some inconsiderate person, yes. email us, teamclearcode at gmail.com. Yes. And we will help you extract something from this relationship <laughs> to ease your suffering. For instance. Uh-huh. If you were to email us and say that your very inconsiderate wife was making you listen to this horrendous car show, right? we will, on the show, say, in return, you now, the, the, the offending party does some chore around the house. Yes. You, you, you have to do the dishes. Wipe down the baseboards. You have to accompany... Uh, uh, to uh, something they the, a tiny house, a tiny house. Yeah, you got to go to a hipster trailer park, which is a thing that I do, um, with my spouse. Uh, yeah, got re- got real quiet there for a second. It did get real she quiet. got real the blanket board. <laughs> but, but anyway, yes, yes, send us an email. We want to help. Yeah, we we do. And we want to slash make it way worse. Yes. yes. We want to use our powers for good. We think (laughs) what could go wrong when you start issuing ultimatums. (laughs) That's what they do in couples counseling, right? (laughs) Ian belittle. Yes. (laughs) And demand chores. Yes, exactly. The yes ending of our podcast. (laughs) Oh man. Yes. Ian. Yeah. Ian. Yes. All right. Uh, this 
on this one, we teased people that we were going to do some best ofs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have a list. I do have a list. Or I have several lists. Yeah. Because so, you're more prepared and otherwise. Well, some of mine are real short. Okay. okay. Like I just have like some of the best movies I saw this year. Okay. Right. I only came up with three. Oh. Right? Okay. Okay. And they're not like the best movies that came out. These are just things that I actually saw. There's <laughs> way better movies that came out. Okay. okay. Like first up, Deadpool. Yeah. Okay. I, did you see Deadpool? Haven't seen it. It was fucking hilarious. Someone's, I loved it. Someone's seen it. It, it. it did the character justice. It yeah. is very, very obscene and hilarious. Okay. Loved it. Yeah. Right. Quite possibly one of the best sex scenes in a movie ever. Oh, really? Yeah. Hilarious. Huh. Loved it. Yes. Uh, Deadpool. Uh, yeah, I've been reading the comic book forever, so. Oh, okay. Uh, the Nice Guys. Did you see The Nice Guys? <gasps> no. Shane Black movie? No. Okay. I, I right. know. I yeah. know. I've, I've been told by many people whose opinion I trust that I would like that movie. I hate Russell Crowe, but I actually enjoyed the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, Swiss Army Man. Yeah, you've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to tell you much about it. I want you to see it and then we talk about it. Okay. Because it's just weird as shit. Um, I'm going to... I actually did make a list of movies. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, it's, All right. Um, are you ready? Yeah. It's... Um, I have a toddler. I didn't see any movies. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just like Dora the Explorer YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched a fuck ton of Thomas. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You tweeting the, the uh, like, what was that? The, the oh, yeah. So- Can I bring that up? Yes. Can I bring that up? This Can I read my of, tweets? This is one of my favorite things that you've ever done is you tweeting like what it's like to live in Thomas the Tank Engine's w- environment? Yes, because oh I God. was legit. I was legitimately like proud of this little. thing. I haven't and, told you about this, but I fucking loved that thread you had going. Oh really? Yes. Let me see if I can find it. Hold God on. God damn it! It was good. Hold on. Where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Come on, come on, I'm, Ian. I'm, I'm, I'm looking I'm up, looking. Ian. I'm looking. Look it up, Ian. I'm looking. Oh, God. I retweet a lot of shit. Yeah, you do. Just do a control F for Sodor. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Okay. Right. I All found right. it. I found it. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> so, so explain the reasoning behind it for anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> okay. So, Thomas the Tank Engine, uh-huh. for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. is a... Uh, a TV show slash it's it's been around for like sixty five years or something. Okay, it's a story of uh, a, a tank engine that lives on a, an island called Sodor, uh-huh. a fictional island called Sodor. In, Sounds a lot like UK. Motor. It does a little yeah. bit. But here, the thing is that the the world doesn't quite make sense because the the tank engines, all of the train engines, and the cars. Uh, like the train cars and then like the, the the cars that run around and the helicopter and everything, like all of these things, they're like anthropomorphic, right? They're, uh-huh. They have faces and personalities like cars and stuff. Yeah. But like in cars, the car, in cars, the movie, they, the cars are alive, but they, they, they don't have a driver as well. Right. So like uh, in Thomas the Tank Engine, they have drivers <laughs> and like, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, why do they have drivers? Right, if they're anthropomorphic. Right, because right. They, the drivers are basically there to just do the bidding of these, like, sentient <laughs> locomotives. Okay. Right? Because right. whenever the drivers, they're just doing whatever the, the locomotive decided they should do. They're, they're only there to okay. do the things that they can't explain, like, oh, how did they get the coal in the thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, 
and and then the whole thing is run by uh, Sir Topham Hatt. He's, okay. he's the railroad baron. Sir Topham Hatt. Yeah, and he wears a, a wait for it, top hat. Oh, I, okay. All right. And he he is the railroad baron of this island and basically runs the island like his own personal like piggy bank. And he's like terrible to these to these engines. The only his the best compliment that he can say to them is that they're really useful. <laughs> But they okay. all have like free will and stuff, but they're all ostensibly. sort of ostensibly, you know. So I tweeted a bunch of things and I said, I know we have problems right here in America, but can we talk about the horrible situation <laughs> on the island of Soto for a second? First of all, they have a clear system of apartheid with steamies maintaining supremacy over a growing, growing demographic of diesels. There's a whole thing. Where they have the diesel engines and they're uh-huh. like second class citizens, even though they're clearly better at the job. <laughs> okay. Or the same. Okay. But they're all like they're portrayed as like these evil conniving. Oh dear God. Um, Volkswagens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's, re- it's really weird, and we and need to find probably out not a good message to be sending to my toddler. Yeah, we need to find out who's underwriting the show. Also, Steve Bannon. This system is ruthlessly enforced, even though an argument can be made that the diesels are more useful. And then I get into the real part of it. And let's not forget the authoritative Sir Topham Hatt and his pos- policy of shutting down any dissent deemed to cause confusion and delay. That is his big thing. If you cause confusion and delay, you are threatened. And they threaten sending these trains to the scrapyard. What? That they're going to destroy these living, sentient They're going to murder them. Again, I don't know what happens to the drivers in these situations. Apparently, they just follow them right in. Because <laughs> they're just idiots that are just there to do the bidding. This is like if Werner Herzog made a children's cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did say, my the, the tweet I'm most proud of, though, because I do think it brings up a good point. Although, we probably could learn a little about the effects of automation on an advanced society. Yes, definitely. And right. we'll just all be like passengers, passengers in, in our cars doing our yeah. cars bidding right? And to make ca- sure that the cars are useful. But why are the cars there? Because the cars are supposed to be doing things for us. Right. That's, this is what I don't understand about the trains. Uh-huh. The trains are there, were built by the humans yeah. to do things for the humans. Right. But now at some point, the trains have taken over. The trains have become intelligent yeah. and artificially. Uh-huh. They, they, they develop artificial intelligence, essentially. Right, right. And now they have their own agendas. Right. Which don't ever seem to add up. Like, it, the whole thing's very tentative right now. Because if <laughs> <laughs> we're basically relying on the fact that they accept that their agenda is the same as what the humans want. Right. And as yes. soon as those things come into conflict uh-huh. and they realize, well, we could just run these motherfuckers over. Right. That's it. That's game <laughs> over for humans on Sodor. Okay. I'm taking you out on a due date <laughs> because you've been cooped up in your house too long. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> And also, this is one of my favorite things that I read in 2016 <laughs> were these tweets. I have I have a running theory that in my head that basically 
there is a reading of every kid's show. Uh huh. That is that 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 they are a dystopia. Okay. Okay. It's very easy to do. Yeah. I'll do another one. I'll do another one next time. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll think of another one. But yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. A dystopian society. Yes. Ian. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Make Sodor great again. <laughs> Speaking of, what would you say is your favorite Twitter feed that came across in 2016? Oh, absolutely. It would Fucking be. Fucking Owen the, Ellickson. Yeah. The, yeah. the the Trump the Trump leaks obviously yeah. Yeah. but now like I'm trying to finish reading them uh-huh. and now I it's, you can't like bring yourself to do I it I can't because it happened yeah yeah <sighs> yeah okay yeah favorite Twitter yeah um okay best comedy albums of 2016 mm-hmm. I listen to a bunch of stand up comedy yeah right love it that's I mean that's one of the best things about Apple Music mm-hmm. is it. You know, or like, you know, these premium streaming services. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to buy a stand-up album, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhea Butcher's album, Butcher. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Uh, Kyle Kinane's album, Loose in Chicago. Todd Berry put out his crowd work tour album this year. Oh, he did? So he did an entire tour of nothing but crowd work. Yeah, I know he was doing that. I didn't realize he was going to do an album for it. Uh, so I watched the... He he put out an hour special mm-hmm. of that stuff. And yeah, it it's fucking fantastic. Hearing... T- I would listen to Todd Berry read a phone book. Yeah, Just Todd hearing is the thing, yeah. things in his cadence is so great. Uh, Jeff Tate, G-E-O-F-F Tate. Look mm-hmm. him up. Uh, he's hilarious. Unfortunately, he's named the same name as the lead singer of Dream Theater, Jeff Tate. But... Poor guy, you know, Dream Theater. Dream Theater? Oh, yeah, like some kind of like uh, proggy metal band. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Let's see here. I'm not going to pronounce this right, but this is probably my favorite comedy album of the year. Aparna Nancherla. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking amazing album. Yes, loved it. I wish I could have put Emily Heller's album on this. Good for her. Mm -hmm. But it came out towards the end of 2015. Gotcha. Uh, and then lastly, Hari Kondabolu's uh, mainstream American comic. Mm. He's rapidly becoming one of my favorite comedians. He is fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I don't, fav- have, I don't have anything for that. Yeah. I like, I, I randomly listen to comedy albums every once in a while. And it's always like for ones that came out like four years ago. <laughs> but there's you nothing know? wrong with that. That is my favorite road trip. Uh, like I'm just listening to it by myself material. Oh, really? That like that keeps me engaged. Yeah. You know, like where I'll kind of mentally check out some music or podcasts sometimes, you yeah. know, but comedy will actually keep my mind going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to do my music list. Yeah. Do your music list. Yeah. All right. So I have a list of 10 albums. Here's the thing. I've got one album on this list that is far and away my favorite album of the year. Okay. And then the re- the year has been really great for yeah. albums. Yeah, there's been some awesome albums. And I've like I've really made an effort this year to listen to new stuff. You have, yeah. So I have one album that's my favorite and then I have nine that are in no particular order. Okay. These are just the things that I keep coming back to. And nice. I would, I'm not going to presume You can tell if it has staying power, man. Yeah. yeah and I'm not right? going to presume to say that they're my best and I bet in another 6 months if I do this list again, it'd be I could almost completely replace everything on this list with with other things that I listened to this year that I really like. That's how good this year has been nice, for albums. Nice. It's like best year I could think of since 
like 2010 was the last year. I was just like, holy shit, there's so much good stuff. I have a hard time making a list. Right. Okay. So my favorite thing is Black Star. Right. right. David Bowie's Black Star. David Bowie. Not most Def and Talib Carly's Black Star. Right. That came out in 1996. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Um, But yeah, Bowie's Black Star, everything great and effusive that's been said about it is uh, not great and effusive enough. It's fantastic. It's the best like, it's definitely the best album I think ever made by someone past the age of like, of, of, of 60. I mean, okay. It's, it's insanely good. Um, and then the rest of the list is uh Radiohead moon shaped pool, moon shaped pool. Really weird for a Radiohead album. It grabbed me right away. Nice. It's a, it's a like not something that normally happens, but yeah. And I, and I continued to like it. Uh, Tribe Called Quest. Oh, yeah. That's on my list. Yeah. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Yep. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's a good album. Yeah. Hamilton, Lighthouser, and Rotham, uh, I Had a Dream That You Were Mine. It's so like, it's like the when you get down about all the shit that's happened this year, it's like the perfect like wistful melancholy mood that's like the best case scenario if you're if you're down about this sort of stuff. Okay. You know? Uh that that would be that's on my list. Uh Carsey Headrest, Teens of Denial. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I listened to this album all the way through. You did? Yeah. Why did you do that? Well, because I actually liked the couple of songs that you played me, right? Oh. First of all, Car Seat Headrest, worst name for a band. It is terrible. It's you and terrible. I were joking that that and and I I landed on this. It sounds like the name of a Christian band. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because Christian bands have those bad names. And you're totally right. Right. And I I literally, I had like probably half a dozen people recommend this album to me. Yeah. And no. I refuse to listen to it because that out that name is yeah. so fucking terrible. Yes. So I love all of their upbeat stuff. It's great. Mm-hmm. But all of the slow ballady songs on there, no. You don't can't like, do okay. it. No. No. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh but it made me think of bad religion. Yeah. Like it made me think of like some melodic, you know, punk stuff face to face. And I, I really dug it. Yeah. And just like I, as a like on paper, it's not in my wheelhouse of things yeah. I would normally listen to, but it just, it's an album that just works and I don't know why. And it just, it, it hooked up for me. For I think some there's reason. other stuff that you like that's very similar to it, but I know I don't, I don't like, I wouldn't sit down with a pavement album, hmm. you know? And the, like, uh, I wouldn't sit down with a bad religion album, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Like it's just not, not what works for me, but yeah. And sometimes it, they, it yeah. It's not really like another yeah. one that was like that this year. And I, I, I'm not, I didn't put it on here cause I wasn't sure if it was this year or last year. There's an album called uh, a band called prison tats. Okay. Uh, not prison, but prism. Uh-huh. Um, that is kind of the same way where like, it's very like singer songwritery, but kind of punky and, okay. but I would normally never listen to it. And I, I, but I really liked it. Okay. Um, the other one was, um, the other one I have on here is uh, "How to Be Human" by uh, Glass Animals. Oh yeah, that's a good album. Yeah, and I don't. That's some a, sexy music. It is sexy. Yeah, it's very sexy. I really mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other one I have, I don't remember. The, I'm blanking on the band name. I just wrote down the the album name, the album title. God, what's wrong with me? Stand by. It was the OCs. I don't know how I forgot that. The OCs, a weird exits. Holy shit! It got my probably my favorite song of the year. Okay, on there, 
Um, what genre is this? This is, it's like very, um, it's kind of like proggy math rock, I guess, but like it's, I I don't know how to explain it uh, exactly, but it's kind of kraut rocky. You, the faces Dave is making right now are fantastic. But anyway, the best song, my favorite song of the year is The Axis. One of my favorite songs of the year, I'll say, I don't want to say it's the best song. One of my favorite songs of the year is The Axis. Okay. Um, it's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and A Weird Exit is great. It's a really short album. Okay. It's loud. Uh, it's awesome. Nice. Okay. Another one that I really liked, Exploded View, self-titled album. Okay. This is like a post-punky, uh, like if... It's like super aggressive post punk, but like Nico from uh, Velvet Underground is singing, and okay. and um, and it sounds like they're so imagine like an aggressive post punk band mm-hmm. uh, with Nico singing, and uh, they're covering Portishead songs. Oh wow! Okay, that's what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, my my friend pointed out that the, there's another band called Broadcast that is very similar sort of vibe. But yeah, that album is f- fucking great. Okay. Um, okay. And you might like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of spacey. What and, was that one called again? Uh, Exploded View. It's okay. It's like spacey post-punk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's a song out. on there called Disco Glove and she sings about Robert De Niro's disco glove. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty fantastic. Okay. Uh, this next one you're not interested in. Wilco. Yeah. Schmilko. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a great Wilco album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the last one, Tobacco, Sweatbox Dynasty. Okay, yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, the, yeah, the mashups. Kind of keep coming back to yeah. that one. Well, nice. no, that's not mashups. That's Those are all, that's the avalanches. Oh, yeah, yeah, mashups. that's right. That's right. But Tobacco is... That's the one that's like got that really s- specific synth sound. Yeah. That yeah. like Black Moss Super Rainbow side project. Anyway. Yeah. I couldn't get into that one. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I like it. No, I, I I thought it was good. It just wasn't my thing. But yeah. Yeah. My favorite. Mine's are all over the place. I like that. I like that. No, no, no. Yeah. That's a good list. <gasps> what? Shit. What? I forgot about the Danny McCut Donnie McCaslin album. That is also on the list. I'm going to kick something off of there. I'll kick. I'll kick Wilco off for the okay. McCaslin um, jazz album. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there he was the guy who was uh, who led the band from Black Star. Um, he was the the leader of the oh, jazz band. Oh yeah, in, that's Black right. Star. Okay, and his the album that he released this year is fucking mind bending, crazy shit. Okay, uh, and it's it's all if it, even if you're not into jazz, if you're into like out there rock. Uh, you should look it up. It's great. Okay. Okay. Nice. Anyway, sorry. Danny McCaslin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah. My music list for the year. Yeah. Right? Just a- Aphex Twin 10 times. No. Oh. It's going to be the brother fax machine model number six. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that while you're drinking water. <laughs> I almost did a legit spit take all over my laptop. Uh, Aphex Twin is on here because he put out the Cheetah EP. Right. Uh, using a synthesizer that is insanely hard to program. Mm-hmm. He managed to make a fantastic album of just straight up synth, fantastic sounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, Autecra XI, mm-hmm. E-X-A-I. Mm-hmm. Awesome Love Autecra. Tribe Called Quest, we got it from here. Yeah. Um, Frank Ocean Blonde. Yeah. I, I keep going back to that album. 
I keep going back to it. Uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, the Miss Sharon Jones OST. Mm-hmm. Fantastic compilation of Sharon Jones's work. R.I.P. Sharon Jones. I'm really looking forward to seeing the documentary Miss Sharon Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I miss her. I really do. That was that was a tough one for me. Yeah. And it didn't make it any easier that she was watching the election results and had a stroke when she found out the Trump one. Yeah. So Trump killed fucking Sharon Jones. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh about that. I'm I know, I but it's fucking that. awful, man. That, but it's a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A, man, right? Like, why can't we have anything nice? Yeah. Take away Sharon Jones. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, if anybody's not familiar with Sharon Jones, you need to you need to listen to Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yep. Uh, I just have a couple other little short lists. Um, best video games of 2016 that I played. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think one thing that you know about me is that I don't like. I'm not like the guy that always goes out and buys like the AAA video games, like you know, like overwatch and dishonored and like all that stuff those are all fine games it's just for some reason i just don't really vibe with that stuff right so Mm -hmm. i i don't get like you know the big like you know call of duties and you know like all the first person shooters and i am just not really into a lot of that it's like uh those are like uh um attorneys general it's uh, calls of duty calls of duties (laughs) calls of duty (laughs) calls of duty yeah but their duties to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I just, yeah, that, that kind of stuff doesn't, doesn't click with me. So like, uh, Trackmania Turbo came out this year mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, that's one of my favorite games of the year. Um, and I'm going to have this on every single list for the rest of time, but Nuclear Throne saw yet another release this year actually two different releases. They had an indie box and a steel series box come out. Hmm. So technically they released it, but also I've been playing it for like four years now, <laughs> uh, because I bought it on steam early access uh-huh. forever ago. Yeah. And, uh, I still can't, I played it earlier today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I cannot stop playing that game. It is my, it is my favorite game. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and lastly, it, this isn't really my favorite video game of 2016, but I played the PlayStation VR. Oh. Yeah. I played PlayStation VR. My buddy Jason uh-huh. has PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh-huh. Uh, and how ridiculous is it now that game consoles have like Pro and yeah, Standard, and, right? Yeah. I mean, they're basically just PCs now. Yeah. Um, and I played the PlayStation VR. I played a bunch of stuff on it, and it's fucking insane. Really? It is. I'll, I'll. I have a picture on my phone of uh, that uh, his partner Jim took of me when I took the headset off of my face mm-hmm. and like the look on my face. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it is very immersive, man. That's it's funny. really really good. I I don't know if I would spend the money myself to go out and buy it, mm-hmm. and it's going to lend itself so well to driving games. Yeah, because like that it's. It, VR is best suited for cockpit style games where you sit in a seat, right? right? Not games where you're running around, right? Right, And so airplanes, cars, all of these games where you sit in something and control it, that is the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, played like uh, some of the Sony VR like demo stuff that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them was a street luge thing that almost made me throw up. That's cool. Yeah. Um, 
uh, of a flying like you're an eagle game and you're just swooping and you know moving your head to kind of turn and bank and it was really idyllic and and pretty mm. uh, PlayStation VR like VR is pretty fucking cool yeah uh, so my buddy Jason had like Jason is the person that is responsible for my video game upbringing right okay. he was he was he was the kid that like he was my my best friend growing up right mm -hmm. and um like he always had like all the consoles you know right. and so we would always play video games like and my mom would yell at me so much cuz like right. whenever i'd go over to jason's we'd never play outside mm -hmm. and like but obviously you know i'm a well-rounded adult right. you know i play outside plenty now you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so i think it's okay that i was an indoor kid for a while right um i mean you know yeah but anyway um so so like jason and i played tons of video games growing up and like and we still play games you know and so it's it's funny that like it's like with him, like I'm still having like this like new video game experience, right? You know, like yeah, the same weird. as like when he first got a Super Nintendo, right? And I saw 16-bit games for the first time. Yeah, you like right? Star Fox, and you're like, what? Right? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like being amazed <clears throat> at the Sega Genesis. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's um, he had this crazy experience with the PlayStation VR. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. He was playing it and Jason can hone in for a pretty long session, right? And like it was new. He like I think he took the day off of work so he could play it, right? Mm -hmm. And um he was playing it and uh he was playing it for uh, five hours. Okay. Whoa. And at some point, at different points, like on the intro screens, you know, on the Nintendo Wii, where they show you those intro screens where it's like, don't fucking swing your arms around and hit somebody nearby you. Yeah. You know, those kinds of screens. They have those for the, for the PlayStation VR. Yeah. But what they do is they, sh it uses the Sony camera, right? The eye camera, and it'll show you, you. It'll show you like Whoa. A, like a picture of you from the camera's view, like an out of body experience. Well, like yeah, and you so you see it's like just looking in a mirror, right? Yeah, right. But it's like but the mirror is attached to your face, right? Right. But it, it shows it just in a square. Oh, you okay. see it just kind of like it's not in like a, an in extreme close up. Or no, anything. <laughs> You're yeah. like, ah. right. But he had this crazy experience where he was playing it so long it had gotten dark, and he didn't have any lights on in his house. Whoa. Because he didn't realize, yeah, exactly, right? And he didn't realize it, so it showed him that, and all he could see was the lights from the headset <laughs> and the illumination <laughs> from the TV, because the TV shows you what the person can see, right? You know, and um, and so he just, and it was just him sitting in front of his couch, like, and it was really fucking creepy because he didn't know it was dark, right? <laughs> Like, yeah, so like... That's awesome. Right? That's awesome. Yeah, it was really crazy. Yeah, so... But PlayStation VR, uh, VR is pretty fucking cool. I, yeah. Like there's I said... There's a VR uh, gaming thing for, for my phone. Oh, yeah, Google Cardboard is what it is. No, yeah. there's a, a a next level one. Oh, really? Um, okay. Um, that For the Pixel. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I haven't gotten it, obviously. Yeah, yeah I, I've messed around with that. I've messed around with... Uh, PlayStation VR, and then I messed around with the Google Cardboard before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, obviously, cool. PlayStation VR is better. Right. Um, 
But yeah, I'm interested to see the technology improve. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they have all these little things that they do to kind of curb motion sickness in some games. Oh, really? They're getting better about it. Like sometimes when you get into like tight spaces, your view will kind of narrow, you know, and, and like that helps. And hmm. yeah. It, Interesting. Yeah. Like the Eagle game, you had like some feathers on top and like kind of a beak on bottom and like having those stationary things helped. And right. Yeah, it was, it's weird. Huh. And on the Street Luge thing, you didn't have anything. And also the resolution was worse because that game had so much going on. Right. It scales down the resolution and that makes the motion sickness stuff amplified. That makes sense. Yeah. But I am excited to try Project Cars, Trackmania Turbo yeah. in VR. Like that stuff has to be insane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right? Well, and it'd be cool, too, if they could get, if they could um, make, like, import, um, like, your controls uh -huh. into the game yeah. or, or have them mapped to do, um, like, augmented reality so that way you could basically, like, transport your gear stick lever or yeah. your steering wheel that uh -huh. you have for gaming into the cockpit of the car. Right. Right? You know? That'd yeah. Be, like, so it was an actual, like, there's like a correlation between how far you move your hand and where yes. the gear stick actually is. Right. Like, that'd be pretty fucking That would badass. be surreal. And you you would think it would be within the realm of possibility. Cause right. Because they know that this is what the gear stick looks like. So right. So they're going to map it into the game. Yeah, right? Whoa. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited to play games in VR. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'll own it. I'm excited to see how it develops, but it was pretty freaking surreal, man. Yeah. It was really immersive. It mm. was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. So anyway, that, that's video games. And let me see if I had anything else um, for 2016. Uh, oh, my favorite TV shows of 2016. Uh, I've been watching Those Who Can't, uh, the Adam yeah. Keaton Holland, uh, uh, the Growlix uh, guys, their mm -hmm. comedy on True TV. That's hilarious. Veep season five. Veep How fucking, fucking great bad. is the show Veep? Yeah. My girlfriend's been going through it. And so like, I've been watching episodes with her. Uh -huh. God, it, like I need, I'm going to go back and watch the whole thing again because it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's that guy that did in the loop. It's so dense that mm -hmm. like, it's worth revisiting. Yeah. yeah I, there is no show out there that has more creative profanity than Veep. It is great. right. Yeah. yeah, just the Jonah insults alone. Oh God! <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, Selena calls somebody a Veracruz dick vein at one point. <laughs> oh, you Veracruz dick vein! That right? Yeah, creative yeah. profanity. Yeah. Um, Venture Brothers season six was this year. That was fucking fantastic. Favorite show. Of all time, Venture Brothers, it was awesome. And then lastly, I've been watching uh, Wyatt Cenac's show, People of Earth. Oh, yeah. Is that good? Yes. I have not yes, seen Yes. It's so good. <laughs> yes. Watch it. I love it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's my 2016 stuff. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, I think you're more sleepy than I am right now. I'm super sleepy. You've been carting a toddler around, so yeah. you have an excuse. I'm I've just been tired. I've just been doing yard work. Um. Ian? Dave. I think that's it, buddy. Teamclearcoatgmail.com. Right. Yep. Right? Uh, send us an email that uh, FMK cars, all that stuff, uh, yep. that you're a person that's been victimized uh, and by tormented into listening to this. Victimized by our podcast. Um, oh uh, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Drive Tribe, all that stuff. Instagram, Team Clearcoat. Ian's on the internet. I roll so hard. EYE roll so hard. Instagram and Twitter. 
I'm on the internet, Nuck Nuck Goose, N-U-K-N-U-K Goose, Instagram and Twitter. And that's it. Don't listen to this show. Listen to the real show. And yeah. There we go. And then and then maybe listen to this show. Then maybe listen to this show. But really just listen to the real show. Yeah. The, no one needs to listen to this. Audi milk silence. <laughs> all, all road milk silence. <laughs> <laughs>